It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. What's going on, everybody? It is the Go Birds podcast. Hey, the Eagles uh, got a wide receiver. Everyone got their wish, and everybody seems pretty pissed off about it. Well, maybe the two guys uh, that I love uh, most dearly, that, uh, we, but we, none of us have slept, by the way. Not a single wink in here. Uh, we were just complaining like old men of how late this is, and it feels weird to stay up late. But it feels great because uh, there is a brand new shiny toy for Carson Wentz. Uh, I like the pick. Uh, James Seltzer is very disappointed that it's not Justin Jefferson. I think that's the sentiment going around here, right, James? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, it is late. I'm tired. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I wanted them to take Jefferson. You know, he's a guy who's shown up in so many big games against so many good teams. I just, I like that type of guy. I, I understand they were looking for a speed guy. I get that Rager makes sense. Uh, you know, it felt... A little bit of a reach at 21. You you, you know, how he said that he couldn't have traded back and got him and they were worried he was going to be gone. But it feels like they might have been able to trade back a little bit and still get the guy they wanted. And I think also that the combo of Lamb going to not only going to Dallas at 17, because that part sucks to oh, begin with. That was the but the fact that Lamb fell as far as he did within range where, and I know as, as Elliot, I'm sure will point out that you need a team to want to trade back, but just that he got into range where it felt like it shouldn't have been that exorbitant in terms of draft capital to go up and get him. And they weren't able to get him and he ends up going to Dallas. It's like a one, two punch. I, I'm, I look, Rager might end up being good, but it's just, it's uninspiring. Tonight was uninspiring to me. Oh, boy. Elliot, are you uninspired? <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel I have two ways to look at this. First, how I feel about it, and then kind of maybe explaining the Eagles' point of view since I just talked to Howie. Sure. Um, how I feel about it, I think James hit the nail on the head. Un uninspired is how I feel about it. I can't help but feel that way, even though I see the logic in it. I mean, at the beginning of the offseason, when we recorded our first like offseason pod, I think we all would have agreed the biggest thing we wanted, and at least I know the biggest thing I wanted for this team was a speed receiver that's dangerous that can take the top off the defense. We all thought that was Henry Ruggs. We talked about KJ Hamler. 
Jalen Rager just never seemed to be someone people got excited about. Now, I am also, you know, I wish they would have gone up and gotten CeeDee Lamb. That would have been really exciting. Uh, so I think that adds to the disappointment. The fact that they didn't take Je- Justin Jefferson adds to the disappointment. So I completely understand why Eagles fans feel frustrated. I, I really do. Here's what I would say, though, to people maybe looking for some optimism or trying to understand the Eagles thinking. We all thought they needed speed at receiver. The Eagles believe that's what they got. We might disagree with the evaluation, and I don't even know if any of us really disagree with it, but it's not, if they got Ruggs tonight, everyone would be super pumped. The Eagles feel they got someone similar to Ruggs. They think he's one of the fastest players in the league. They think he's dynamic. They said his testing in college games was way quicker than the 447 he ran at the combine. So if you trust the Eagles' evaluation, they got the player all of us wanted them to get this offseason. Young, fast, down the field. It's just not exciting. I can't help that that's how I feel about it. You want to know why it's not exciting? Is because everybody uh, saw CeeDee Lamb fall, and they got really disappointed, and it ended up going to the worst fucking possible fucking place on Earth, period, Earth, period, because now it's CeeDee Lamb, it is Amari Cooper, it's Michael Gallup, and who cares it? Who's at tight end? Uh, Jason Wynn can play till he's fucking 55. That's uh, absurdly... Bad. That is bad. That is bad. That is bad. That is bad. But I don't know one team. And this is where I'll side with the Eagles kind of on this because we don't actually know what happened. But logically, I'm looking at, you know, the pecking order just before. And and I don't see, obviously, as we saw Jerry Judy drop to the Broncos, and they were probably shitting their pants because they thought, well, at least we'll get Justin Jefferson here because apparently everybody's going top four. And they go and do that. Uh, for some reason, the Falcons really love A.J. Terrell. Uh, what, that was probably one of the worst picks of the first round. That's for another day. Uh, but they probably weren't moving that. And to go from 16 down to 21, they probably would have panicked about uh, him dropping down for whatever particular reason. The Dolphins probably aren't moving because they love their offensive tackle. You know, you, you don't have to worry about those guys, obviously, because like you always point out, Elliot, and James knows it too, feels like how he knows exactly where everybody's kind of going to go here, at least for the most part, has the most uh, info on it. Um, the Jags obviously need to replace a pass rusher. Like, you don't need to panic and, and move up into there. I don't see anybody that you could have moved out of the way to say, uh, hey, we're not going to take C.D. Lamb. Where does that leave the Broncos or the Cowboys or any anybody that you could try and leap over? Uh, not, not any of these guys are going to move, you know? So... Well, well, but here's what unless I would say. It's, unless I mean, it's like a ridiculous we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you can always, you know, godfather off it, right? It, and it sounds like one thing Howie said multiple times tonight on his call was we di- we basically didn't want to give up 53. He didn't say that outright, but he said you don't want to give up a high-level pick, and they don't have any other high-level pick besides 53. So, I mean, 103 is not really a high-level pick, which is their third-round pick. So they didn't want to give up 53. Um it really comes down. I'll ask James this: Would you have given up fifty three to take Ceedee Lamb? Uh, um, <laughs> I I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. To your point before about if you trust their evaluation, I just don't know how you could trust their evaluation right now. I mean, Matthews, I guess you know that that's um, his pick. I suppose. No offense, Elliot. But, well, I mean, Jordan Matthews was definitely a successful pick, but that's a 
pod for another day. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's for not, another day. I mean, look, he had yeah. great numbers when he was here. Yeah, whatever. Re- re- regardless, <laughs> the point is, is I don't know how you trust their valuation very strongly, and you know, it, it's just. Again, it's a disappointing night. And I think, yeah, you know, if I had to make the choice, I would trade up to get Lamb. I think Lamb's special. I think the fact that he was on the board at that point, um, it's just hard to turn that down. I would have tried to maybe trade next year's second or something like that, preferably, if I could do something like that. Um, But, you know... It's just disappointing. I don't, think, I don't think the Cowboys were going to trade the pick to the Eagles. No, I think, just, you had to, yeah. I think you would have had to trade with Atlanta or go up to 14 with San Francisco after they traded back. I think it would have had to be one of those types of moves. But but it could, it could also just be that the Eagles liked Rager more than they liked Lamb. Like we, we would probably all disagree with that evaluation. Yeah. But the Eagles came into this offseason saying we wanted to get a fast guy to take the top off the offense. I like CeeDee Lamb. I think he's... I think he's a receiver that can do almost anything, but you could certainly make the argument that Rager is a more quick, explosive, down the field type of guy. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's making the argument he's better than CeeDee Lamb. No way. I mean, yeah. no he's way. not. I agree. Uh, he's it's not. not even close. It's it's it just just so everybody knows, and I want to be crystal clear on this because we'll get into uh, the the stuff I do like about uh, Rager over Jefferson, at least from that comparison. I honestly have some questions about what the fuck the Vikings are going to do, too. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the uh, shit, where was I going before that? What were we talking about? Ah, my goodness. I'm you know, so it's stupid. so funny. We we literally just got a comment about how people were happy we weren't cursing. And C.D. Lamb has just completely ruined that. For <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. But to the guy that commented, sorry, we were doing a good job yes, for a while. Yes, Barcher, uh, yeah, well, he says Barcher was, was riled up. I could tell from the text we were in our text chain that this was going to be a uh, <laughs> an, a lively pod. Oh, yeah. No. So uh, my point was there's a there's a, 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 a ginormous gap between C.D. Lamb and Jalen Rager. Uh, and I, in your in your opinion, just to oh, be clear. Yes. And I and, I, and all. I think yeah. in a lot of people's opinions personally, and then after that's what I'm saying. Like it's after the big three, the big three went, and then it's just dependent on what you value the most currently right now. After that, and hopefully go on, you know, the upside here. And to James's point, I 1,000 percent agree with him. If it's just a case of 21 and 53 for that, I absolutely would have done that for. This, I mean, not just because the Cowboys ended up got, uh, getting him here, but that's a that's a huge deal that he is there, and he can be on the opposite side of that uh, of this. And I think this, I mean, that that hurts. That hurts really, really bad. But the but the plus side is here, and the reason why I would have gone Rager over Jefferson, uh, even though I'm kind of in the in a similar boat in terms of if is this going to work or not I don't know but you automatically have a punt and kick returner right away uh and because of <laughs> you you are not sure of where you're going to be with OTAs and everything I mean I I don't expect him unfortunately this is this is the thing that we talked about uh leading up to the combine here is you have to have a a guy that can start almost right away, and I think he can. He can do one thing particularly very well in you know straight line speeds. Uh, he has the same kind of uh, press issues and questions that you would with with Jefferson, but obviously you know his speed can make up for some of that stuff. Uh, you know the the technique, the route tree. There's a whole bunch of stuff for him to work on certainly, but in terms of that, over a guy who we already know can play outside. 
and can do a thing out there, can, you know, be a kick returner right away, didn't play in the SEC and, and isn't in, you know, the, the big LSU shine right now. Uh, I, I, I get all of that, but it's the, it's just, you're just tagging problems at this point. Cause I still don't know how Justin Jefferson would fit in this offense after they struggled for two years with maybe a bad offensive coordinator, but it seems like you're shoving, uh, you know, a, a, a bunch of, uh, weapons into one spot. If you take Jefferson, that's, that's my biggest thing well, on this. So first I get the punt return thing. And I think that he could be effective at it. Not going to lie. It's just a little deflating to be talking about the first, the biggest receiver they've added this off season, how he can also be dangerous on special teams. Like I don't yeah, want my number I had one the receiver. Same thought. Why, is, <laughs> why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Why like, is I that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is that? When you like what, it feels like when Matt Collins was drafted, no, we're like, Oh, no, he's a great not, special team player. I'm not saying he's a great special no, teams no, player. No, no, I, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me say this first. We've said that about okay. Deshaun Jackson the moment he was drafted. You've said that multiple times about KJ Hamler. You know, you've I mean, any of these speed guys that you look you have questions with, you go, well, at least like even Chenault and all these guys. Uh you know, Ayuk, you would be saying the same things. That's unfair. That's all I'm saying. No, well, you're but you're missing my point. I'm I'm not saying it's not a positive he can play special teams. What I'm saying is I don't want my most explosive weapon on offense taking snaps on special teams, like for injury purposes. Like, I don't want him being exposed to more hits. I also don't think I said that about KJ Hamler. Like, yes, Deshaun early in his career did that, but like Deshaun is a different player. Like Deshaun, we can have this debate another day, but like Deshaun's closer to a Hall of Famer than he is not a Hall of Famer. When you look at his stats and like how he's one of the best. We didn't know that in the second round. We didn't know that the moment he got drafted. But my point is, I, all right, my ultimate point is I don't want Jalen Rager returning punts. I don't. I don't want my number one receiver out there returning punts. Well, he's, he's not I just your, don't. I don't want him. He's not your number one he wide receiver. The, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he can be yes. immediately. And that's that's something that you're all going to have to accept. The same thing with, I would say, Justin Jefferson in the same way as that too. And like totally ignoring the fact that that same LSU team that had this amazing offense that suddenly kicked everything into high gear that had an offensive coordinator and Joe Brady that suddenly landed in Carolina all of a sudden and at the same time Justin Jefferson suddenly had a amazing senior year and we're not even thinking about that part of it while we're asking basically the same questions in terms of what they can't do on both sides so yeah, that, that that is part that is part of it. But like Rager also, if you take all those things away, Rager does have issues that Jefferson does not. Like Rager had drop issues, Jefferson didn't. Rager is not considered a clean route runner. Jefferson is. I Jefferson agree. played on both the outside and the inside. Rager did really not play in the slot very much. I think Sports Info Solutions had him down at 14% of his time last year was in the slot. Correct. So although I think he'll play mostly on the outside, his size at 5'10 is not really ideal on the outside of the NFL. And then five he eight. He's 5'8". What are you talking about? Who is? KJ Hamler is 5'8". Yeah, but... Yeah, but KJ Hamler is also way faster than Jalen Reagan is. So Reagan is. So these different type of guys. And I never said KJ Hamler could play on the outside. Also, oh, we don't okay. really have to bring KJ Hamler in this conversation because they didn't <laughs> pick him. Talking about we, Jalen Reagan, Barger. I, I know I am, but I'm 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 going so, back at you Elliot saying Watts, you. I'm saying. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. So you're 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 saying right. My, my ultimate point I'm making about Jalen Reagan is compared to Justin Jefferson because that was the pick they made. They they decided to pass on not trade up for CD slash maybe didn't have a chance to, but regardless they didn't. They didn't go get CD. At 21, they had a chance to pick Jefferson. 
I, I agree. Rager is is probably more explosive down the field, and that's what they wanted. Like when I started the pod, I said at the beginning of the offseason, we all wanted someone that was explosive. But I do think Justin Jefferson is a far more polished player than Rager in in ways you can see. Like with drops, everyone says he's a better route runner. He's more versatile, and I think Justin Jefferson's pretty quick too. But that that's my thing. And again, to get back to special teams, I just like I wouldn't want Miles Sanders returning punts or kicks either. I just don't like the idea of my best guys on offense exposing themselves to more hits on special teams. Uh, James, do you think it it is because you feel you feel safer with Jefferson because uh, I think of the reasons that we we all agree that his floor is probably better than it is with Ragers at this point. You know, in terms of just a guy that can you know he's a better he's a better uh, pass ca- or uh, pass catcher. I don't disagree with that. Um, well, that seems pretty important. Yeah. I, again, especially after what we've seen the last few years here. I look. But, I but, think uh, Elliot it, nailed it. I mean, all right, go ahead. Sorry. I, you're, I think Elliot nailed it. I think if you're asking why I like Jefferson better, there's a number of reasons. You know, less issues with drops, a better route runner, more polished receiver, and still athletically gifted and much bigger too. I mean, Rager's a small dude comparatively. I, you know, it just feels like. You know, you're drafting someone to theoretically be the next Deshaun, and that's a tough role to fill. I mean, Deshaun is is a unique guy. Like, that is a unique player in NFL history. And Rager just doesn't feel as explosive when I watch what he does. He is. I get it. He's fast. He's not slow or anything. But, like, Nelson Aguilar was fast, too. And I don't think they're similar players. I don't think that's a great comp. But the idea that, like, Jalen Rieger doesn't feel like, oh, like, that guy has – game changing speed it feels like he's explosive and he's fast and i appreciate that they need that again i don't think you know i think jalen rigger should help this team it's just i feel a lot more confident in justin jefferson especially because i've seen him do it against the best of the best teams like that dude has done it in the biggest of games against right. the best well, the, bi- the big 12 awesome. hold on the, the, wait the big, really, big, really quick hold on, hold really on, quick because no, this is wait yeah. really, really really quick this is to your point i think this will this will help what you're probably about to say so Gilio joe Gilio tweeted out a stat that last yeah, year, I Justin saw Jefferson, that. Was a good stat. Yeah, I think this is interesting. Justin Jefferson had 69% of the passes thrown his way were considered accurate. Now, that's obviously a subjective stat, but 69% were accurate, most in the NFL. Jalen, I mean, most among the drafted receivers in, in this year's draft. Jalen Rager was dead last at 31, a consider, considerably less than not only Justin Jefferson, but even KJ Hamler is second there, and he's at 42%. So I, yeah, his to your quarterback point, was bad. His quarterback that's was bad. One, like, that, you, that makes you feel like hopefully that's part of some of the issues. Yeah, and, Sorry, and, go ahead, Barchard. I thought you'd want to know that. No, no, that, I think that's, uh, that's very interesting. But, and, and I want to make it clear that I, 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 Jalen Rager is far from perfect, and you have heard me say that many times. What I think happened with this whole thing, specifically with Eagles fans, is we, there, were, there was a no doubt that everyone said Jalen Rager is the guy, that is the special weapon, that's what the Eagles need here. The combine happened. The 40 time, which everybody doesn't really believe it's whatever the 447. And even if it is, that's not slow, you know. And if it's a 441, are we really concerned about it as much? Maybe. I don't know if you anticipated him like running a 432 or whatever, I, I, I guess. And then. Well, we, I think people yes, want it. I mean, if, yes, if size. you're going to uh, that that guy at that size, you want him in the four threes for sure. Like, and I know the but whole. Then we like, would just complain about he would. He runs. Yeah, we would just no, complain about his no, size. Then wouldn't I? Mean, no, no, that's the point. Like, if you're that size 
and your whole game is being a, a speed, game-changing speed receiver, like, yes, it is possible that you play faster than you run the 40. That that happens. That's a thing. But I want to see your 40 time be faster. Yeah, I do. Like, sorry. But facts. you hate uh, John Ross for that same reason because he was no, fast and small. About? Like, I'm not just saying there, one does not equate to the other just because I didn't like John Ross, which it looks like I was right about so far. No, you definitely that, were. That, <laughs> That's that, what I'm saying. That doesn't, I mean, what does that have to do with, with Jalen Rager not running fast enough? It doesn't mean I don't want guys to run fast. It's just John Ross was a particular player who I thought was all speed and not a lot else. You know what I mean? I like, mean, Jal- Jalen Rager almost ran a 4-5. Like it wasn't yeah. like he was like a four I mean, four was, one. Like he it's was not good, <laughs> man. Like you can't defend right. it. Like Tyreek type of player is supposed to be. Yeah, the, and that but, does, again, that does not mean he won't be explosive. Doesn't mean any of those things. I'm just saying when you're talking about Deshaun, Henry Ruggs, and Jalen Rager, who I think are probably the three Deshaun relevant guys in this conversation. Right, Deshaun ran a four three five, and Ruggs was in the four two. So like th- that's again, who knows what that means? It might not mean anything. To your point, John Ross is the quickest one of all time. And although he does have a, a weird amount of touchdowns, like he has been a, not a, not a hit. But like Rager's time, I think it's fair to be concerned about that. Yes, but you have to also recognize that, like you said, I'm not even comparing him to Deshaun. You know, and maybe that isn't even the real replacement in that same role that they have Deshaun right now. And it's going to be similar, but a little different. You know, and he's more built than he is you know a, a thin stick like he's short but he's not Agreed. he's got Agreed. meat on him you know so it's not like you can just look and go oh man that stinks and you're going to look at his weight and maybe i i don't even know what 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 does he weigh like one is he in I the think 190s? it's 202 oh, no he's in the twos oh he's is in the he? twos all right so then there I'm you go i'm pretty sure he's 202 then, i can then, double check then that's good that's what i'm saying like as opposed to everything that we've seen with you know speed receivers that don't. All right, yeah. so he's he's one ninety five. I apologize, he's one ninety five. Oh, okay. All right, so that's yeah, yeah. All right, so he sucks. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's not. Yeah. If it was like one seventy five, then I'd be like, okay, you guys are right. You know, but it's closer to the the thicker side. You can see that, and where I think he excels the most when he does have you, and even in contested situations, he's still very effective in that. You know, and I don't think he gets a lot of credit for any of that stuff. Uh, and he can still be yeah, that. He did make some nice contested catches. Yeah, and I that, agree. Yeah, and, but, that, and that's that's sorry. that's part of of that game too because he's not a guy you can just take off the field like normally when you look at Deshaun and even recently that's changed. But you know we've all seen it especially in like training camp. You know Deshaun's in on the red zone drills all the time. Sometimes he's in there like maybe once in a blue moon in a game. You don't have to do that with Jalen Rager. You know, and that's different. And maybe you can figure out a way to use them more in the middle and put your bigger bodies on the outside, something like that. Confused. Like, I, I, I get why the Eagles want to do this. And this is where and, and feel free to make more points uh, if I'm moving on too quickly. But yeah, yeah. so we yeah, don't move on because I wanted to, to count just to talk about that. Like, so I, I agree that. Like the idea of Jalen Reger, we're all on the same page. We all want them to draft somebody fast. What you're saying, Barchard, about how you can put him on the outside and he can stretch the field, and maybe he's a little bit thicker, so you could still use him in red zone. Like that's all true. But I just think my main concern is with Henry Ruggs, Deshaun, and then if you want to bring KJ in, like I think they have the level of speed where we would all be sitting here and saying that is a player the other team, ap- the other defense absolutely has to fear because of his speed. Rager could be that. Like, we're all guessing at this point, right? Like, Rager could be that. But it's just my opinion that 
like week one, I don't think the opposing defense is going to be like, we need to worry about regular speed right off the bat. And I think that's why the four, four, seven does matter because when we're talking about his main, the main objective of Rager, I think is going to be to stretch the field and to do gadget plays. I think he's thick enough. I think he's elusive enough to do gadget plays, but what they really need is someone to stretch the field. And that's where, that's where my concern on Rager is. I could be wrong. I'm just saying my honest opinion and like just how I feel, even if I don't want to feel that way is when I watch him, he just like, he doesn't look as explosive to me as these other guys we talk about. Oh, he's because he's not. You, you, well, well, that, that's our whole point we're making. Like, is it yeah. so that that's I think, yeah. Well, well but that's but it, and it's also, and if you're just looking for explosive, yes, like there are there were th- maybe three or and and to your point, I think KJ is more explosive because he's got the like you say, he's got the quickness, he's got the acceleration on top of that. Rager doesn't have that, you know. I I agree, and so there is points to that though when he does get on top of you. And the routes that he does know are really clean, and they're great. Uh, and I do think that's that, not what the scouting reports say. Like, is that your opinion, or is that my, what you've read? That's, that's like, my everything opinion. You read. Okay, all right. I'm just curious. Yeah, just yeah. Curious. It, no, everything. I'm saying like the two things that he knows how to do. They are very crisp, you know. And the technical side, in terms of body control, uh, how he uses his hands, his radius, all that. I think he does extremely well. There is. So, uh, everything else is really raw, you know, but it doesn't mean that he can't totally do nothing else. It's just it's not going to look as pretty a lot of the time. And he's, you know, he's going to have probably some some Greg Ward moments of not knowing which yard line to be on and which, you know, all, all of that rookie stuff that goes into it. And this is what I want to ask both of you and James, specifically you, because this is my biggest fear. It is not that I don't think I think Jalen Rager would be a fantastic weapon on every football team, every single one of them. Uh, and uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to develop them. And that's my biggest fear is th- that's all great in theory, what I just said. But uh, again, the same the same problems. And this was my biggest critique heading into this. If you're going to draft a guy like this, you better make damn well sure you have a fantastic teacher. And until we're proven wrong, I don't think they have that. So that's why I understand the the, the fears in between there. Uh, And I I think they have a more development problem than a talent problem because we should all be excited about Jalen Rager. And just like you said, uh, obviously identifying the talent has been an issue, but I think development has been a bigger issue. Do Do you agree or disagree with that? I think both are an issue. I think both have been an issue, but we don't know what Aaron Moorhead's going to be. I mean, their track record for hiring wide receiver coaches is obviously horrendous, so you can't have high hopes for him, but we don't know. I mean, Aaron Moorhead is a new wide receiver coach, but I I think it's been both. I I think it's been talent evaluation and development. I don't think you can say it's one and not the other, so... You know that that it, and regardless, just the 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 track record of bringing in young wide receivers and them developing isn't there. So, you know, I, I don't know why it, you would feel super positive about this pick. Anyone would feel super positive about this pick, and assuming he's going to work, especially if he is someone who needs that development to get to where he needs to be. And that's what makes the C.D. Lamb thing so frustrating. Is is you know again, and I understand the the you know the trade idea of it. Do you have to have to tango and all that but uh i mean c lamb someone who who you can see it you know that like that dude doesn't need the same type of work as these other guys like he could step on a field right away and be a contributor 
And, you know, it, it, and yes, I definitely agree with the idea that I think people are way more disappointed because the Eagles had a chance at CD lamb and they weren't able to convert it. And then they end up with regular, who just feels like a, a reach and a consolation prize. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that the Eagles had a chance to get CD lamb and they didn't. So like, we should feel disappointed about that. It's well, okay here's why I disagree with you, James. Like we don't know if they had a chance to be fair. They, like, we don't right, they, he got into a range where it felt theoretically right, where it felt, I get it. I yeah. get it. It has to be due to angle. I put that caveat, but it felt realistic, you know, at, at that yeah. range. And like we said, even if you give up a second, fine, give up a second. I, you know, I, I just, again, I hope Jalen Rieger works out. I, I feel like I know that CeeDee Lamb would have worked out. I, you know, it was an interesting tidbit from Adam Kaplan, and I don't know why this rubbed me the wrong way, but for some reason it did. Apparently, Jalen Rager's dad was an NFL teammate of the Eagles wide receiver coach Aaron Moorhead. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. That bugged me too. It's, it's right? All- like, But it shouldn't because you would think like, okay, well, he really knows the Ragers. Like, it's all good. But for some reason when I read it, I was like, this feels – I don't know, like incestuous almost. It's like yeah, we're just nepotism some way. Yeah, I feel like, like I'm Brian Colangelo getting the GM yeah. job. Feels a little uh, uh, like um, McLean was kind of reiterating because uh, I don't think we really touched on that on the last pod because uh, that came out you know uh, yesterday before the draft. You kind of like in that sense where hey, uh, there's a lot of guys in here that belong to Carson Wentz's agency type of feel when, when you read that. Is that what you're... I don't, think this, I don't think this is a... No, I don't think this... I just mean it's just funny to think that he was teammates with the guy's kid. Yeah, For some reason, it just... <laughs> I don't know why. It just oh, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So, so now that's a, this, no, no, thank sure. you. So now that's going to become a thing uh, for the next uh, six months. Thank you for pointing that out. Appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't point it out. Kaplan did. He tweeted it. Um, I, I, I want. I don't want people to think I'm coming across as like super negative about the pick. I think if I had to grade it, I would still give it a B. Uh, I, cause I get the logic. I think that it was good value. Like I do believe Reger would have been selected in the next, whatever picks I would have taken Justin Jefferson, but I still think the pick deserves a B in, in my opinion, B probably closer to a B plus than a B minus. Uh, I was actually going to give it a B minus, <laughs> which is funny. Um, uh, so there we go. <laughs> uh, cause it's in, and like I, I share everyone's, you know, worries about this thing. I don't, worry about the drops uh, as much especially when we're talking about stuff like this if you're justin jefferson you better catch every fucking ball thrown to you you know because uh, as much as i agree that he is a better athlete than we assumed i still don't know if he can play outside that's more that's more scary to me than anything but if you're a if you're more of a deep threat like regger you're gonna drop balls just happens you know like and if you can catch one out of uh, every you know uh, whatever uh, one out of every f- or four out of every seven uh, cool uh that's fine <laughs> well i mean I, I don't know four out of every seven that's almost 50 percent drop rate but um so we've got some good jalen regger quotes coming out i'm okay, not able to cool. be on the call because we're recording but here, here's a couple good ones uh he says when he's on the field he, there's more than 11 players on the offense that's a <laughs> swag right there i just saw one too he said i play like i'm six four but i'm five eleven right yeah oh nice yeah, like i just saw that too <laughs> and also i thought this one was especially like this probably irritated me more than you guys but he goes i mean it's carson wentz i feel like his name speaks for itself says You're it's surreal. Right, it does. yeah baby <laughs> yeah. he says he says it's surreal feeling to get the chance to play with carson like all right okay. i'm in on the pick 
Yeah. <laughs> what has Carson done to deserve that type of like whatever? But okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey you know, said the same thing before they went and won the Super Bowl. What a dick. Ah, no. Yeah, and how that turned out. No, yeah, exactly. I thought it was funny. Uh, that is funny. Um, I, I guess Jaguar GM Dave Caldwell said they got no trade offers for Yannick. Uh, yeah, I doubt that very, very much, Dave Caldwell. <laughs> that's just that's just trying to scare Yannick, right? Like, come on, man, come and play. Uh, Maybe. I don't buy that at all. Um uh, I, by the way, much rather would still do that than have Jalen Rager, just for the record. And uh, I want to kind of maybe revisit that at, at, at some point. So I would absolutely still do uh, the money, the picks to go up. And this is to uh, I, I, the same frustration because this is not a sure thing, you know, uh, and, and not that Justin Jefferson was either. You know, it just we like our, our guys in particular for whatever reason. Um, I, I'm not. I think what you are bringing up is valid. I'm not as concerned about you know. Uh, oh, the, the dramatic drop rate that everybody's been passing around for like the last three months or whatever. But I, I do. I am frustrated uh, that they can't. But but I don't know how you fix it in one draft either. You know, this was a a very big opportunity to have a a, a cornerstone. We hope that that's what Rager is. Uh, and you know we could all be wrong on everything. Maybe maybe Jefferson and Rager suck balls, and everybody you know behind them, Ayuk and that that went up, and everybody just everybody in that section screwed up. Uh, and it's it's the twenty. Yeah, look, I mean, it all sucks. it all comes down to evaluation. Yeah. It comes down to evaluation. That's kind of and what luck. I said at the beginning yeah. too. It, it comes down to evaluation, but like on the surface, if we listed Rager's main qualities, it's take the top off the defense, speed, and its elusiveness, and that's what they needed. I just, again, like it just doesn't excite me. I can't explain why. And I think the Lamb thing, the Jefferson thing, factors in. But yeah, I, it doesn't excite me. I, I get the logic of the pick, though. But it's better than waiting until round five to pick the Donnell Pumphrey. You know, they could have done that well, yeah, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but but they also could have drafted JJ. I mean, you yeah. know, you you can look at it both ways. Like, uh, and and to to everybody, I don't think anybody would have been happy unless it was that because that's what we're all yelling for. You know, please, God, at least if you're going to go do anything, uh, go get CeeDee Lamb. And then, you know, the rumors about uh, the, the fucking apple of his eye or whatever the hell that was going on around. And you thought, wow, can they trade up to eight? Are they going to trade up to the Jets with 11? And then he starts falling all the way down like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Why is CeeDee Lamb falling? This is great. Maybe he'll just land there. And, you know, everybody started thinking about the uh, haha Clinton Dix and, you know, Brandon Cooks and all that other stuff that happened and i'm sure that's what everybody's thinking right now because it's a very similar simu uh, uh, situation um it's a guy that people liked initially and then backed off of and now we're sitting here like uh, <laughs> i wonder what's going to happen next and um mm -hmm. I, I i just think that this is a this is what it looks like when you miss you know when you were because if jj ortega whiteside is uh works out this isn't an issue but because that that's a humongous question mark this is why you're here you know it, it is because of all of that and you yeah. have to start somewhere and hopefully this is it yeah and look again if they get the pick right then, then we'll all be saying it wasn't a reach he was a player they needed um i mean last year when they drafted jj we could all make logic of that right like big guy can eventually replace Alshon, which didn't end up being the case since they extended Alshon. But the, the, the pick makes sense. And it just comes down to evaluation. All these picks will. 
I think tomorrow they're. I would be surprised if they went, went receiver again, but uh, I think you're probably going to see them maybe look at maybe linebacker, defensive end, potentially safety. But I think defensive side of the ball tomorrow uh, or Friday. I hope, I, say, I hope they find list. a way to get Higgins or Mims. Oh, that would be. If they got Higgins. That if, would be great. In the 40s or whatever, if they fall 10 picks or so, I, I would. That's my best case scenario. Take two shots at this and try and get two first round grade type receivers and hope one of the two hits. That uh, would be my way. Which it. is exactly what I was going to say. And I was like, if you're disappointed in this, uh, dump all the fourths and go get your whoever you need to go get. <laughs> you know, that's that's that was my yeah. thought. Like, wh- why not? Uh, if. If uh, no one wants to deal, yeah, again, but I think there's a better chance that they're able to move up to try and go get somebody here, although I'm sure the the Bengals and everybody else are a little bit hungry now, too. So uh, hopefully that happens. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow again. We'll be going over, uh, you know, second and third round if they even – God, oh, my God, I just realized they're at the end of the third round. Jesus, we're never going to sleep, but God damn, it feels good that the, we get a little <laughs> bit of sports, we get a little bit of break, we get to argue forever about this thing, no matter how you feel. Come join us. Come join the debates that we're going to have. Thank James Seltzer because he's dog-ass tired. It's 1245 in the morning. L.A. Shore Park's been kicking ass all day long. I haven't slept since – 4:30, uh, two hour or two days ago. It's uh, uh, amazing that uh, this uh, this rush and this feeling is back. I'm glad we're here with us. God bless everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And as they used to say in the old country, James, go birds. There he is. I love you.